Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. Super great to have you here to do another episode of Sharpen Your Edge. I am really happy if you're here live, if you are watching the recording or listening to the podcast, that is also absolutely fantastic. And today we are joined by Bevan Isles. Bevan, I hope I pronounced that right. You're from New Zealand, Australia, that, that area of the world. So I hope I got that that correct, but great to have you. You, you did really well, actually, because most people, a lot of people don't. So okay. high five. Well, good. And thanks for having me on your show a little while ago to talk about my yeah. book. And now we're going to spend today talking about your book. But let's talk about your origin story before we get going, just so everyone knows, uh, you know, what you're all about and 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 uh, how you ended up here today. So my origin story kind of starts, I, I'm the tri- typical kind of loser who manages to turn his life around. And so left school at 15 and I, I basically had no qualification. And the thing I often say was I was actually a bit thick. So I left school because I was academically really poor. Um, and I, you know, like I couldn't even spell the, like I was, I had the real basic level of, skills and so I left school and then went down a real bad path of drugs and alcohol so 24-7 you know hard drugs and for the next three years just was just massive depletion of self and 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 from where I started was a pretty low level and it just kept getting worse and then I had this really bad druggy experience one night and it was just one of those real epiphanies around who am I as a person? And it made me confront that. And luckily in that moment, it made me realize I needed to change. And up until that moment in my life, I'd never felt I'd been good at anything except sport. I'd always been a pretty good athlete. I wasn't a rock star athlete, but I was always a pretty good athlete. So in that moment, I, I knew I needed to get back to exercise. So I got back to exercise and I kind of, in a very short period of time, massively turned my life around. Within the next couple of years, I'd won New Zealand Fitness Instructor of the Year. I was traveling the globe. And that was really cool. And I was maybe and then became an Ironman triathlete, got pretty high level. So I was achieving a lot through health and fitness and myself and helping other people. But then about 12 years ago, I was in Florida doing a fitness conference. And one of my friends turned around to me and she said, Bevan, you realize we're failing with fitness. And I'm an Ironman, I'm winning awards, I'm in Florida presenting at fitness conventions. And I was like, what do you mean I'm, I'm, you know, failing with fitness? And she said, well, if we look in society, less people are moving and more people are putting on weight. And if it's our job to get people healthy and fitter, we're failing. And this was just a real shock because it was like, and on some angle, you could look at me and say, I'm killing fitness. But on the other angle, actually, I was really failing. And this became a real motivator for me. So in that moment, I decided I want to try to figure out how to help those who weren't successful with exercise. And we started this beginner running group. And pretty quickly, I, I realized I didn't actually know how to help these people because we at first, we actually failed them. Um, and and I, I, like, I literally spent four or five months trying to create this product. I was really proud of it. We did it the first time and everyone failed. And so it made me realize it's a completely different journey for those Mm -hmm. who aren't exercising. So my mission kind of became, how do I help people who aren't exercising? And it's kind of been what my life's been about for the last 10 years. That's awesome. I'm on such a similar journey, Um, you know, coming out of Olympic sport, trying to be an Olympic athlete, coaching Olympic athletes, physiologists for Olympic athletes. Um, 
and then realizing about 10 years ago that 90 or sorry, 85% of the population doesn't get enough physical activity to prevent a chronic disease. So yeah, we're doing great at the high end, but on the participation levels for our population, we are absolutely failing. And uh, one of the you know phrases that I often say is like, we don't need more physical education. We need a lot more physical activity. And I would just love everyone to move a little bit more. So let's start with this. You have four archetypes, basically, when it comes to exercise. There's four types of people when it comes to exercise. Can you walk us through that? And this is from your book, yeah. I Will Make You Passionate About Exercise, um, which we'll talk about later. But I'd love to hear a little bit more about your four types of people yeah so i kind of see it in in four four types of people you've got those who are doing nothing and and that's to me the biggest audience we need to help um then we and so these are people who aren't exercising uh insecure around exercise don't enjoy exercise have have uh, a framework which tells them they're always going to fail and the thing with these people is it's not that they haven't tried They've often tried and failed. So they have this experience that reinforces why would you try? So then we have those people, that's the kind of the non-exerciser. Then we have the yo-yo person. And the yo-yo person is the person who will give it a try, have a moment of success, and then fall away. And there's many people out there. You know, they'll join the gym. They'll, they'll get some app. They'll, they'll stick at it for a couple of weeks then they fall away. And unfortunately, these people aren't getting, you know, these are the people we're trying to help as well. The fourth level is what I call the habit exerciser. And there's nothing wrong with the habit exerciser. The habit exerciser is the person who has a good routine with exercise in their life. They consistently do that level. But if there's one downfall, they're probably not getting great results anymore. That mm. They turn up, they do the same thing week in, week out. And again, if, if we can get the world to that level, I'm totally happy. That's not a bad thing. But the next level was the thriver. And the thriver is that person who's in that place where they're getting all the value of exercise. They're, they're growing, they're developing their character traits, they're getting great physical results. They just love exercise. Now, to be honest, being in a thriving place is not a place you can be at 100% of the time. So ideally what we want is we want people to be habit and thriving. So like for you and I, we'll have moments where we're just in a habit and then we'll set a challenge that was going to be a bit of growth journey. And ideally what we're trying to do is get people from being a non-exerciser or a yo-yo person into being at least a habit, but ultimately to have a habit with periods of thriving. That's really interesting. I can see myself in all four of those categories at different times okay. over the last yeah. little while, to be honest. Like there are times when my kids were really young and I was completely shattered and exhausted and still trying to like run a business and have a university career. And it was just like Judith and I were so shattered. It was not happening. And then um, definitely times where I was, you know, intense, but then would get busy at work and back and forth. Now I would say I'm definitely in the consistent habit zone with periods of thriving i happen to be in a moment of thriving right now which is great because we're having this conversation when i happen to be in this moment in a really good place but i'd love for you to shed some light for us or help us understand how we make those incremental improvements how do we go from let's say i'm on the couch i'm totally out of shape i'm not feeling very good i'm exhausted i'm tired and just start doing something 
how do we do that? How do we yeah. help people do that a little bit more? So I, I think, so what most people do when they try to bring exercise into their life is they do everything wrong. So they try to do too much, too hard, too often. So they create a really unpleasant experience where they, they often get injured and it's not enjoyable and it's not building the framework for long-term exercise. So when I sat down to write this book, I thought, what's that framework? You know, so for example, the first thing we've got to get you to do is to put it in your life. Mm. Now, so like and the way I've written the book is kind of like these 10 journeys you need to go on. The first journey you need to do is fit it in your life. So when we consider that, what are some of the barriers that are going to stop people from fitting it in their life? Well, one of the barriers is if the exercise seems hard. You're like, if, if you're thinking, oh my God, I'm going to go for an hour run today and you haven't done exercise in a long time, that's a massive barrier to you fitting exercise into your life. So to me, the first thing is, the first job is creating the habit of prioritizing exercise in my life. And to be successful with that, what we've got to do is we've got to re- focus on the habit building behaviors. So like in the book, I have this challenge, like in the first month, you're going to do 12 exercise sessions, which is basically three a week. Mm. Now, what I say is the exercise has to seem physically and mentally easy. So uh, you you could do 12 five-minute walks. I don't care. Because why? Because at this stage, I'm just making sure you fit it into your week. Because what we're really trying to teach you is, How do you make sure you plan it in? What do you need to do the night before to pack your bags? What's the mindsets you need to practice to make sure you get out the door? So when you think of going for three 40-minute runs a week, that's really hard. Whereas if I say to you, can you do three 10-minute walks? Well, of course I can. Now, one of the problems then is people go, but I won't get physical results. So another rule I have is, in the first section, you're not allowed to measure physical results mm-hmm. because that's what not we're focused on. What we're focused on is the behaviours that get you out the door. And so when we think about trying to create that foundation and the framework for a lifetime love, the first thing we've actually got to do is to go, I have to put it in my week now. And what's going to be the most successful way that allows you to do that? Now, if we can get that first point in, then after a month, you've done 12 sessions. But more importantly, you've learned how to fit it into your week. Because here's the thing I've learned. Most people know they should exercise, but there's always a good reason not to start today. You know, we're busy, kids, family, life, but there's always got to be a good reason tomorrow as well. And so until you can learn to prioritize, and that's really like you and I, you said you're in a thriving place. When we wake up in the morning, we think, how do I fit my exercise in? You know, that's that's, that's the thriver. They, They prioritize exercise in their life, but we're never going to be able to teach you that until you actually put some exercise in. And so to me, the the very first point is let's get you fitting some in that is a level which is extremely achievable, which is teaching you the right lessons. So that probably be my first point. I love it. It's so important because I like I when I tell people to get started, it's like I'd like you to go for a three minute walk. Like literally put on your shoes, go around the block once, come home, stop. And they're like what? That's like nothing. I'm like, I want it to be so easy. Yeah. So simple. 
I do not want you to have to worry about sweating. I don't want you to worry about the clothes. I don't want you to have to worry about anything. I just want you to start doing something so simple, so easy. And there's really cool research that shows that as little as two to three minutes of walking a day has significant benefits or two to three minutes of meditation a day rewires your brain. And mm. we, we really just need to recognize, like, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how hard it is that all we need to do is just do a tiny bit every single day and you can get awesome results. So I love that you're starting there. That's awesome. Well, and that's why I think it's important, like, but putting these rules, because each chapter basically has a lesson, a challenge, rules, strategies, mindsets, and this rule of not measuring the physical results. Because I was telling my friend about the book recently, and he was saying he had a mate who had started exercise, was doing really well for three weeks, jumped on the scales, hadn't lost weight, and quit. Yeah. And at that first point, again, all we're trying to teach you is that that habit of prioritizing it in your life. So if you're measuring the wrong things, you can create disappointment in a positive experience. And one thing I've learned is that a lot of people who are unsuccessful with exercise, if they have one bad day, they can quit forever. Mm. And so we've got to make sure they can be really safe and successful in that first period. And if we can build on success, there's a higher chance they're going to stick at it. I love it. I love that idea of safety and success too. That's so, so simple and so powerful and you're right to track the right things because even if you start exercising the first three weeks you're probably going to actually gain weight because you're building muscle mass which eventually mm. will change your body composition for the better yeah. but initially you actually get worse and when you start exercising you often feel more tired before you feel more energetic right so we have to make sure that we're focused on the right things what do you do if you're in the yo-yo phase, start, stop, you started, but maybe something came up and you're off the rails. How do we get back on? So I, th I think we, we can learn from people who are long-term lovers of exercise. So when we look at long-term lovers of exercise, they tend to see a few traits. First of all, they prioritize it. Secondly, they find a movement they love. And I think this is fundamental. Like the second journey in my book is let's get you finding a movement you love. Because when you find the movement you love, the motivation piece is way easier. You know, like, like what's your movement right now, Greg? Um, yesterday I went for a hike right over there. You can yep. see it in the yeah, window. It's it and beautiful. and yeah. this afternoon I'm going for a ride. My bike is all set up. So I like, I'm, I'm into cycling. I love riding my bike. Okay, great. So, you know, like for you, it's cycling. For me, for a long time, I was triathlon and now it's running. Mm -hmm. But the great thing is there's a million different movements and Somebody loves all of them. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, who knows? You might love MMA fighting. You know, you might be a big stocky guy and you love dancing. Like, with, if you can find a movement, it's a massive advantage. Then when we look at the people who are the thrivers, is they tend to have a community around that movement. You know, there tends to be yep. good leaders, belonging, camaraderie. They also go on growth journeys as well. So they, they put challenges in themselves that are realistic, but also will grow them in, in more than just the movement pattern. So, so when we think about how we take someone being a yo-yo one, we want to put this framework in place. Is that no, just to join the gym and just think that's going to be the answer, spend time laying those foundations, spend time trying some different movements, spend time once you find that movement. Like I talk about, often people think convenience will motivate Convenience doesn't motivate, you know. If you're in a local area, let's say you find that you love, I don't know, dance, and there's three different dance studios in your area, and one's convenient, but then one has a rock star community with great leaders, 
Even if it's a 30-minute drive away, you're better off to go to that one. Because if you can find, find a community of rock star leaders, belonging, and all the rest of it, you're going to stick at it. So you, that yo-yo factor moves away. And I think just for the yo-yo person is they often just think, what's the result I want? How do I get there without considering those types of things? I love it. So much there. And lots to unpack for sure. We should do another session on this. But I love the idea of building a community. I love for the idea of finding the activities that you love. And that's okay. Like if, and for some people, it's dance. For some people, it's walking. Yeah. For some people, it's cycling, triathlon, yoga gardening it doesn't really matter as long as you find what you love that's awesome if people wanted to have just like a couple things to get started with where would you suggest that they they begin i, I think the first is the most important thing is to make a decision to make change today mm. i think that's actually the, the key thing and then get a wise plan that understands where you are you know and, and that's what i'm trying to do with this book is this book is is kind of like a journey that you can, I can walk you through this plan, because I think that kicking the ball up, like that, there's always a good reason not to start today, is the biggest problem, yeah. and you can justify it, but I guarantee there's someone just like you, who has exercise in their life, who has the same demands, and they're just prioritising. And so I think the first, the most important thing you must do is go. You know what? Today's the day I make change. And it's interesting when I talk to people who join our beginner running group, you know, these people haven't exercised for years. And when they make that decision, they say there's two things that happen. A, they feel a relief because they're making change. And B, with our running group, they have a good plan to follow. And so the second thing would be is get a good plan that understands where you are and is about teaching you the right lessons where you are right now. Because if you're a beginner, the lessons you need to learn are completely different than the lessons that Greg and I need to learn. Yeah, I love it. If people want to learn more about the book and your work, where can they find you online? So to get the book, go to passionaboutexercise.com. Uh, if you want to find out about more of me, um, bevanjamesisles.com. But, but really, the book's what I'm trying to push. You know, And if you are an exerciser, this is the kind of book that you can pass on to people in your life. Because often when you're the exerciser, people think, well, you don't understand me. you know. <laughs> and so even your non-exercising friends, they almost think you know that they're a little bit resistant to your help and so this is a book that you can pass on that can actually help them yeah we talk about pull don't push right like you don't need to push yeah. people to do stuff but you're like hey guys i'm going in this direction this is a book that might help you if you want to come along yeah for the journey yeah. so i'm super psyched we got a chance to reconnect i love the fact that i'm in the west of north america and you're in new zealand right now we can do this anyway and have great yeah, conversations awesome. and help people so thank you so much for taking the time to join us today i really appreciate it Thanks, mate. And I, I, I follow your work. You always do great work, Greg. So thanks for having me on, and I appreciate your time.